This is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, because that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. Cheers, boys. Cheers. I had to put a little lead in pencil. That it will. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the OK Center Podcast. Coming at you from the OK Center Podcast studio. I know it sounds loud here, but it's not when it's done. I don't know why. It's just right. Brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Spartan Forge. Head over to SpartanForge.ai. They are on the fucking precipice of launching their app. They're just dealing with the App Store uh, bureaucratic stuff. Yeah. I got to get approved or whatever. Yeah. yeah I'm answering a ton of questions and personal messages from all of all of our following that are wondering what's going on. So yeah, it's yeah. We're just waiting for it to get through App Store. Once it gets through that, it's game on. We're testing it. Uh, I have it now. Greg's been having it. And uh, there's some nuances. There'll be a little bit of learning curve. But overall, the, it's very feature-rich. There's some really great things you can do on the mobile app, as I'm talking yes. about. I've been just living on it over the last couple of days, uh, <laughs> yep. dissecting the crap out of some public land that I know I'm be hitting up. Hawking the weather, seeing mm-hmm. if I can s- sneak in. Yeah. I love having the, the fact that it's right there on the app. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to save some money, 25% off, use code OHP, which stands for OKS on our podcast, in case you couldn't put those two neurons together in your brain like I can't. You did fine. Oh, you guys, I'm running low on Survival. sleep. I'm running on fumes. So yeah. this is my fifth cup of coffee, and now I'm finally drinking a scotch for the first time in like the probably last time we did this. A little Irish coffee. You're huh? moving in the right direction. Yeah. yeah good. We'll get there. I'll probably Line pass it up out. and shut it down. Uh, also, <laughs> shout out to our friends at Go Wild. Greg and I are on Go Wild. Are you on Go Wild yet? Uh, I think Derek? I do have an account, but I don't know if I've petered around uh, too much yet. No. Okay. Well, so I don't many, know. There's so many platforms. But I do. What I like about that platform is everybody hunts, fishes, hikes, and does a ton of outdoor activities. It's not like Instagram or Facebook where you got to kind of find groups of people. That's well, you group. can even find people. There's a thing on the upper right that you can do like nearby. So yeah. then you can even see people that are actually kind of close to you. Yep. It's kind of cool. In proximity. Like you don't know where the hell they are. It's not like the word to hunt at, <laughs> but it's like, hey, here's your feed of people that are actually in your region. So if you wanted to reach yeah. out, like, hey, what stream are you trout fishing? Or, Heck yeah. Um, but if you sign up now, they just released their new program. Um, you're going to get a $10 gift card when you join. And they actually have like e-commerce baked in their platform so you can buy trail cams and gear and uh, i got a free t-shirt with my points sent to me and uh i think i got like 20 percent off of uh, whatever the hell i want to buy if it's yeah. through them directly and then they have like affiliate partners so i could even buy through like cabela's or something too right different but, trail cameras yeah. broadheads whatever you want to buy they're working with brands like garmin vortex rocky boots irish setter boots uh treason northern they got a whole bunch of brands that sure. are like all about getting in front of their audience so yeah take so advantage of it if you need gear and you sign up and start logging trophies and experiences you earn points listen to podcasts yep. you can even just oh, here hey, if you're listening to a freaking podcast right but you earn points <laughs> and you can use those points towards buying gear it's kind of cool yeah i'd have to rack that up i'm in the market for another trail cam i lost one this <laughs> oh weekend. man oh no how'd you lose it people suck right, that's got legs and walked away Jeez. speaking of coffee i did 
get a new code from uh, our friends at Backwoods Grind. What? OHP for 10% wow, off. Imagine that. Yeah. They're doing good. They got their own podcast now these days. I saw that. We're talking a bunch about what they got going on over there with that. Duck hunting, turkey hunting, deer hunting. They do it all. Yeah, we made it to the, there's a, uh, a site called Chartable that ranks podcasts on iTunes based on category. We're in the wilderness category and the sports category. And we're, we hit number 60, which is like a pretty big deal. But now we're like headed way back under 200. So we're getting back to okay status again, guys. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> like, yeah. we'll, we'll take our spot back at the dethrone. That's all good. Uh, so, I mean, thanks everybody. It's all because of our listeners. Everyone that listens yeah. to this thing and shares it and rates it and reviews it. That, that's how that actually, like, something must have happened. Yep. Um, you guys must like what we're doing here. So we appreciate the support. Thank you. Thank you. You thank certainly you. do. Uh, and by the way, today we're just going to talk. These guys got out to hunt. I uh, have been just not sleeping with our <laughs> new baby uh, and adjusting. So I've been getting a lot of gear shipped to me. In fact, right before my son was born, I pulled the trigger on the Moultrie Delta Cell cam. Cell cam. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've just been like a kid during Christmas watching the mailman show up every day. <laughs> I got my new XOP bag. I'll have to show it to you before you leave. Sure. Uh, in the mail. What else did I get? Broadheads. My broadheads, which I got the strap for, and I shot them uh, the other day at 10 yards. Deep penetration, good flight at 10 yards. I can't imagine much would go wrong, but leave it to me to figure that out. <laughs> if you can't be in the woods, you might as well buy some stuff that'll yeah. hopefully be useful in the woods. Yeah. yeah. I'm That's getting right. there, guys. I washed all my stuff. I'm like all prepped, you know? I cleaned up my bag, my tote, the shit I found in there for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was shaking like, pine needles out of all my yes, clothes. Oh, yeah. Just dried yep. leaves everywhere. Dried leaves, bark. That's the cover scent, though. That's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Yeah. What else? A lot of old hand warmers. Yeah. Especially if you're using that stuff late season or some of it gets repurposed during gun season. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, uh, what else? A lot of, like... There's like a quarter bit of juice left in the butane for the thermocell. I found a bunch of those. My thermocell, I bought one two years ago before, probably before a season last year, because I just remember how bad the bugs were. Bought a brand new thermocell, got all, you know, bought the big refill packs. Yep. I'm like, these bugs love me. I'm going to need it. I had it in the woods with me on Saturday. Would not start. It wouldn't like. Whoa. Oh, I got it on. I'm clicking click, it. What click, the click, heck? Click, and click. The, the mosquitoes are landing on it. That's my first glimpse yeah. of it did not didn't want to work not working so I, I knew that was bad and i don't know i couldn't i try to, to get the thing going on my up. way out so by the time i get there it's heated and, and pumping that stuff out if you wait till you get to the spot to turn on it takes too long for it to get going i think but yeah, you, I you, in your case you couldn't even get oh my god i would have i would have like exited the Maybe. woods and went to breakfast i had uh i had the big bug net, bug net like the dollar 99 once i threw it over my hat so i mean i you're hearing them uh, yeah. at least they're not on you on you. yeah yeah, yeah. still annoying as hell you guys oh, yeah. and you are out in a swamp oh yeah i mean it's dry out there but like i'm trying to walk slowly and quietly in there well that just <laughs> gives them more time to land on you so i was getting lit up but not not as bad as i would in a normal season when there's water standing everywhere yeah so the petri dish has been drained but they still have places that they can come from. Oh, yeah. Know? Some laid some eggs in my trash can. So, yeah. That was a fun experience. Yeah, those bugs were bad. But I saw the picture you put out of your pants. Oh, my gosh. What would you do? Oh, yeah, Dude, that's right. What, 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 I the devil. hate those they have that. I haven't tried it, but there's a product. The, yeah. The bear paw. The one bur- one the bear of our paw. listeners can... actually sent me a link to it. it was pretty uh, after that like, horrible it's pretty oh, yeah. post. That I'm that like, was... well, this is how it ended. But I knew that was going to happen. Like a horror movie. Because I... I know where that patch is to access that. So I purposely went around it kind of the long way. And then I'm getting out in the dark and I'm not, I'm trying not to use a flashlight too much. And, and I'm walking and I'm like, 
shoot, I'm past that one tree. Oh, if I'm past that one tree, that means, <laughs> yup, I feel them. They're everywhere. Dude, they're stuck they're to my one my jacket. They make everything loud because now my jacket arm rubs to my well, jacket. It's like Velcro. Side. Yeah, it's terrible. That stuff is like Velcro. But yeah, it, all over my legs, all up in my saddle, on my backpack, all over my straps, on my your sticks. Saddle, did you say? Yeah. I know I've been grilling you about your saddle because I'm I've been watching uh all of every latitude video that exists on YouTube I've consumed. Mm-hmm. I've watched the one with the founder himself, Alex Chop, a few times because of that single hand yeah. uh, adjustment that just is built in. Yeah. And just trying to figure out what all the points are for adjusting comfortability. Yep. It's my belief. And it works. It works nice. This is the most quiet one that you can get because there's no metal that's going to touch anything. Right. And then it's, I think, the most comfortable because it has the most variables to adjust the comfort. Yeah, that two but panel you, is pretty sweet. You were, do, you were doing it, so... Yeah, it, no, walkout it, was good and the yeah, hunt was walkout comfy. was phenomenal. It was quiet. I mean, I'm traditionally a tree stand guy, but going into some of these spots, I know for a fact something's going to come up and whip me in the back and right where the tree stand is, and it'll make noise, no question. So it was nice. I got that that it's like a bug out bag. It's a military surplus backpack. It's huge. That's right. And I fit my camera arm, my camera, the speaker, uh, the base for the camera arm my and did you wear the saddle out did you stuff that in the bag too no i wore it out you did yep all right and then the platform fit in the bag too and then on the outside i had four short sticks my cut downs i put them on there and i just used a gear tie and like there's an upper strap with uh with a clip i was able to clip them on and then gear time to my pack i didn't have to worry about them getting caught in anything except for the burrs you know which is nice but pretty quiet being able to get in there without worry about something whipping me in the back, and it always does, and then making that clang. And yeah, because some of the stuff you and I had gone through, similar area, I'm imagining where you were, and yep, you duck and you you kind of crawl sometimes. You step into something too deep, do. and yeah, it's just your own profile. I think it's, I don't know. I'm very excited to try mine and get out there with it. So I was like, tell me everything, <laughs> right? And you just got a new bag for it. Did you say you ordered? I got a new bag. I'm just waiting for the sticks and the platform. That setup you just mentioned sounds good because your sticks are on the outside, platforms on the inside. Yep. There's no metal on the latitude, so you didn't have anything to worry about pulling out your platform, right? You know, banging into something else that's metal in there. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yep. It I always get excited when I get to the tree and it's like, all right, let's get set up. And then all of a sudden you do one thing Clink. and see yep. that clank. And, that, like, and whether you bust them out or not, they know you're there now. Yeah. Now yeah. they're not moving. Right. <laughs> so I had two things that one was setting up. I must've, when I built that platform, I either put just too much crank on the bolt to tighten it. It's pretty tight and it squeaked like, oh man, when I'm trying to cam lock it to the tree, it was really loud. Even in the wind, I'm, I'm pretty sure if there's anything bed close, it hurt it. It had to have. But the urine sound isn't as bad as a clank sound. No, that could not. be mistaken for an animal of some sort. Yeah, well, no, what kind of bird was that? For a tree swaying in the yeah. wind, creaking, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, so better than I, a metallic ting. Yeah, for sure. Well, that came later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm learning more well, about this well, only, now. <laughs> only coming down, it, it made that. No, I mean getting up the tree. I'm definitely slower, but I also went buckless method this year. <laughs> my, you also you also went buckless, buckless. <laughs> yeah, buck, buckless on the opening day. But hey, you buckless, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> so no no buckles on the straps. So that that takes a little more time jacking around, trying to wrap it, pull it, and wrap it again, and then do another wrap so you're not tripping on it. Um, 
it's quieter because you don't have to worry about that buckle swinging around and catching a limb or one of the sticks yeah. or anything, but it takes more time. And when you put my girth on top of it, it makes noise anyways. No, it doesn't make any noise. Oh, okay. I didn't like scrape unless, on the unless bark you hear or the tree crying. Okay. But, Maybe my second grade teacher it, used to say, I just heard a tree cry when you'd like hit, hit nature with a stick. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't make any noise. Um, That's how the weeping willow got its name. Right. right. Oh my God. Because of Greg. Yeah, all because of me. But it, it didn't make any noise. Um, it holds tight. I can bounce on top of that stick and it, it doesn't, doesn't do anything weird. Um, the platform is where I do use a buckle mm-hmm. just because it's, it's more reliable. You want to have some confidence in the load. Yeah. You're standing the whole time. <laughs> right. So. And you're not a wide load, but you're not a light load. No, exactly. <laughs> I'm proportionate. It's fine. <laughs> so I breaking down, I'm doing this in the dark and get, get it off the tree. And of course the buckle swings down and I try to catch it and I miss it just nearly hits a stick. I finally grab a hold of it. Then I wrap it around. Well, I wrapped it around and tried, you know, wrapping the loop around the bat wing to kind mm-hmm. of cinch it down. Well, I missed. It came swinging around and went clang. Oh, oops. And I have that thing covered up in like stealth strips and it still clangs. Well, not that much velocity, yeah. it, I suppose. So um, it is what it is, but. I got when I got to the bottom of the tree. That's when I heard deer coming for me, and then they were blowing. They're out of there, probably a couple of does. Uh, no, I don't. Th- I don't think it was. A I'm doe. just trying to make it feel better. <laughs> <laughs> we all know you're buckless, anyways. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, Oak tree dreams. Howdy, howdy. Thanks for tuning in, Nico. What's going on, Alex? We know you're out there hunting right now. Good luck, buddy. So you yeah, had a spike and a doe come by 30 minutes after setup, but nothing since about two hours ago. Good for you, man. Here you are on the phone. Don't don't pay attention to us too much. Yeah, you watch. You watch <laughs> it's definitely it's that's about the OK okay hunter thing I've ever witnessed. Nine pointer on your six. Buddy. Watching the OK hunter while you're hunting, <laughs> missing deer makes you a more OK hunter. Yeah, uh, will be the reason you don't get a deer tonight. <laughs> Another buckless. Hey, they're back! Congratulations on the new addition. Thank you, Doug Leary. Appreciate that. Yeah. I gotta tell you, man, I am putting the buckles back on. Are you really? I went buckleless this weekend. It, also. It, I was up two dead ash trees and the bark that's loose, I would put them on as tight as like I could. Sled. And that thing, would you know, slot. It, it, it wasn't coming off at all. It no. just, I knew with the strap, if I would have wrenched on it and then cinched it, it wouldn't have moved. But that little bit of plane that, and I mean, it should yeah. be climbing a dead tree, but it's an okay thing to do. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I, I think was in two tagged. dead ash trees yeah. last weekend. Yeah. One oak tree that was alive. They were great on that. Yeah. But if I got to get an, an ash tree, I, I don't know. I got to get my buckles back on. Yeah. I missed them. Yeah. I missed them. But it's yeah. quieter. I mean, right. To, and it's, oh, it's definitely quieter. Faster. I wouldn't say they're faster for, okay. for getting it on the tree. Just cinch and set and go. Mm-hmm. It's definitely quicker to have the buckle on. I do notice I'm pretty careful. Like the traditional lone wolf, the, the, the single steps that, you know, trying to be real cautious of not letting something hit or touch. Because yep. there's a lot of slack there to get around those trees. And right. you got that metal hanging on all the other, the opposite <laughs> end of all that slack. So you could do what you did on the way down, but I, I do it on the way up. <laughs> knowing me so but it was all right having the tree to your front rather than your back like what was that experience like for you yeah it was fine you have to think differently about how you were going to set up normally you're like oh okay so and that's always a learning curve too and even it like i think after the 10th or 12th sitting this thing it'll probably be like yep 
I can see that that tree is leaning back this way about 10 degrees. Mm -hmm. This is the side I'm going to need to be on because naturally that's the way my body weight's going to want to pull gravity. You know, it's kind of a bitch, but it, it does its thing. And so we have to work with it. Sure. But that was my first mistake with this is all excited to get up the tree on the tree. I know where this buck is moving through. I'm not far away. Up I go, you know, and I'm, this was the, the only limbless tree I could get in without busting a bunch of branches out of and making a crap. I bought a new noise. clippers too. That's good. A little, uh, little, uh, what do they call a little trimmer? Pruner? Yeah, a little, a little pruner. There we go. Pruner. pruner. Yeah. Excuse my brain. So I got up and I'm like, yep, I want to set my platform here. Cause I know they're going to come from that direction. So I'll be able to just peep around the tree and come full draw. It'll be fine. Set, set the platform. And I can kind of tell I'm like leaning funny. Yeah, it's kind of I'm leaning funny. It's it's leaning a little weird. It sure is uncomfortable. Yeah, it, and it was. It was like well, it said you could no, jab your knee in there to stabilize yourself. But if right. you're a small tree like you said you were, then it was yeah. Trickier. I mean the tree was only six six seven inches around, and it was a forked tree, so there was another six inch. You know, it was a crotch probably about six feet below me, mm-hmm. and both of them just grew up like this. It was an ash tree, so it's not long for the world because the whole top is dead. And it'll be won't be long, and it'll be laying in the muck below. Mm-hmm. So I'll get my sits out of yeah, the tree in that, while I can. We were in a dead tree, the two of us last year. Mm-hmm. And you that start going to fire, and it gets a little. Yeah, like, that emerald. What about this choice? I got windy one day, and I was like, hmm, this isn't the end. Yeah, emerald emerald ashbore really cleaned house in our a lot of our swamps and in area around here. It just there's so many. You look across all over the place, fence lines that were loaded with them. They're just barren. There's so many dead trees standing. A lot of firewood. I know we get two on our property that get injected or whatever, which I got to have done. Injected? So, two ash trees? Yeah. Does it keep the, the boar out or what? Yeah, they inject them with some hmm. sort of uh, chemical and to keep them protected. I did not know that. Interesting. I got, you can go look at the base of the trees. There's little um, you know, inlets where they pump cool. the shit in there. It's oh. not super expensive, but it has to be done like every other year. Otherwise, the trees will go. Huh. And they're very... The one in the backyard is a very big tree that it, I don't, I can't imagine that thing going. Like, someone have to pay a lot of money to get yeah. that thing cut up. Wow. Lumber for the next couple of freaking decades or something. <laughs> it's like a, one of those big trees, those uh, redwoods. Oh. It's like a mini redwood. Mm. It's it's huge. You could drive a car through it. <laughs> you could my kids, a- my kids play car. <laughs> <laughs> Little tights. Yeah. Stole a car. Oh, God. So, how was your hunt then, Derek? What did you have Man, going on? Man, <laughs> I, I felt like I had it all figured out. And then I kayak, I got, you know, I'm kayaking down this creek, sneaking in the back. Oh, you kayaked in, beautiful huh? bed. That's right. You yeah. did You did have the kayak strapped to your car. I didn't put yeah, I together. had the kayak and, I, you know, I got it all figured out. I'm going to have this beautiful entry. Nothing's going to smell me. I'm coming from the river, going 40 yards in, setting up over this bedding area. And, man, I get in the river, and it was cold that morning, and the water was warm, and I could not see a goddamn thing. It was fog oh, man. everywhere. So I shit. literally couldn't see anything. So I'm just, like, slowly and like going back and yeah. forth. I'm looking at Onyx to, like, navigate down yeah. the river because I can't see, like, five feet. So I got down there, and I almost tipped it because, like, a, I'm guessing it was a carp or a smallmouth bass was – you know, in the dark right next to me and all of a sudden it just, and I just about tipped over to kayak, (laughs) but I I made it to where I needed to go. And I walked in and I thought I got in good, picked a tree, found like a fresh rub in the dark on the way. I'm like, oh, this is good, you know? And as soon as I got up in the tree, still had my headlight on. I was just about to turn it off. (sighs) I took a breath. 
And it was all going exactly the opposite direction <laughs> that the forecast was supposed Man. to go. And about 10 minutes after it got light, I could hear a deer blow about 200 yards, 250 yards. And I was like, well, that was fun. <laughs> Glad I blew that spot out Damn in it. 10 minutes. Yeah, blew it right up. So I didn't see any deer that morning. Uh, so, you know, I felt pretty, pretty not so okay after yeah. that. Yeah. Something like a forecast change like that, that's tough. I mean, it's it was just so still. The, the light, you know, there was nothing going anyway. Light winds are, morning hunts are really hard for that reason. It's usually it can, morning hunts can be tough. And then you add the other thing of a light variable wind. And that's what it was. It was like light and variable. That's what mm -hmm. they kind of were predicting at the end of the day. You know, the night before I'm looking at it going, this thing has changed like four times now. Yeah. There's a lot of models like weather apps pull from. So I use like four of them. And I went at one point I Googled what are the best weather apps? AccuWeather and Dark Sky are the top two rated ones, but they'll be different because they're pulling a different prediction model. Mm -hmm. And so you have to figure out, like, and they're doing it as a very broad stroke. So they're looking at a whole region and assuming that that's going to happen. But if you're in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin versus West Bend, you might see two very different scenarios. Yeah. So Dark Sky apparently is better at pulling a more acute location. But then you just got to contrast it against like a weather bug and a something else to just right. see if the model is going to flow. Yeah. But I found, I asked a question to the, I don't know if it was the OKS crew or the shooter buck page. Um, what, what are the top three apps everyone's using? And like, I think everybody is using Windy was Wind, the yeah. constant one Windy. that I saw. And that's one that I've been touting and using for a number of years now. Yeah, because um, it'll actually show you the wind direction. And, and you can forecast it. You can scrub to the next couple of days. Mm -hmm. And then that's, you just got to watch it. Yep. But So that's less weather and more, it's just freaking wind. wind. Yep. And that's. Short of the weather stuff, eh, you know, you kind of know what's going on there, but the wind is what we're looking at when I'm calling you on, on uh, the blue, like, don't you see the wind? Did you see it? Yeah, oh, yeah, I see it. We got to access it from this side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, Saturday night, my buddy Adam came down and he was going to hunt. So we got in the woods pretty early and I was taking him back to a spot. I had a camera up all summer on the creek. I sent you a couple pictures. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of nice bucks yeah. crossing this creek out of a bedding area. That's where I shot my buck last year. And uh, they were on there morning, night just going back and forth just like they're supposed to and so i was like here's a good spot to bring adam we got a good chance seeing something we got in there and it was hot but the wind was pretty good for us and we saw one doe right at dark she came in dead downwind to me blew at me again twice in one day perfect awesome just killer start yeah and then when, when i got down i i looped a little bit out of my way i had a another camera that i put up about two weeks ago week and a half ago maybe on another creek crossing closer to where i was sitting and I got down there and it was gone. gone. So I thought, well, maybe that's why we didn't see anything. If somebody found that camera, they were Stunk on their way into the bedding area where I expected all the deer to come so, from. Man, I don't get the theft still. I no, can't it really, get over that. really sucks. I, I mean, understand. I walk past cameras. I do too. I don't all want the time. time. I don't want to touch them, man. Yeah. I, I, I wave, wave at them. Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs like, up, cool. Whatever. Yeah. I don't check the cards on them. Nope. Like, I don't I touch them. Alone. Somebody's doing their thing. That's what I'm doing too. Like, just yeah. walk by it. Walk by it. Leave it be. There's no reason to go mess with somebody else's stuff. We're all doing the same thing. We're not supposed to be on the same team. Yeah. Same team, bro. Same team. Come on. Come on. I mean, it was a cheap, shitty camera, but still. It's well, just like the, just the whole of principle of it. Well, it's all the work. Then sweat equity that goes in the hang of the damn thing. It's like, yeah, you know what I had to do to get this here, you shit. Yeah, don't be a dick. Don't dick. be a dick. Yes. Yeah, so that was my opening day. Not a, not how I pictured it, but, you know. No, how it goes. Well, I thought Greg was me in the morning. I was like, 
how's it going? And I was all free. And I texted both of you guys because yeah. I was like trying to be vicarious through the two of you because yep. I'm here holding a newborn. <laughs> I think I sent you a picture. I had both my kids in the chair with yeah, me. Yeah, I yep. said, where are you sitting this morning? <laughs> my, you sent the picture in the recliner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I am. A little cozier. Yeah. A little. I think last night I went to bed at four in the morning and I got maybe two hours of sleep. So Man, I don't the other night those. was not much better. So I under two months is just yeah, shit show. it's brutal. Oak tree dreams haven't gone bow hunting yet. Been too busy goose hunting. Yeah, he's been waterfall hunting like crazy. Yeah, but these pixies getting on cell cams, he said, are making the decision harder mm-hmm. to not go. John Dove's in the house. Johnny. John just got his new OK Center t-shirt and decal. Saw that. Shot my buck last year directly in front of someone's trail camera that I had no clue was hanging there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thought I should leave a note. <laughs> That's good. See, so, and Anthony Heller uh, with Deerbane, buddy of ours, he had gone out on opening and posted where he like went to the spot. He's like, I got there like 4.15 a.m. And there's already three other cars in the spot. Yeah. He's like, man, I thought I was like, Ahead of it for at four fifteen, got there, and he gets all the way to the spot he had a waypoint for, and there's another hunter like basically on the waypoint. And right. He's like, well, clearly we're thinking the same, and so he's like, I got back to the lot, and I wrote the guy, no, it's sorry for I messed up your hunt. You know, he's yeah. trying that to leave a good mark. That's a nice thing. Yeah. I mean, if somebody does that, and they're, I mean, you just that, he said it right. This, the guy's doing his job just like mm-hmm. that, you know. Yeah. Like, hey, hats off to you. Well, the and learning you beat curve me in there. with social and all the all the the. <laughs> The deer hunting groups, the learning curve's been shortened a ton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of knowledge out there. The, the episode we released when I was, you know, uh, out for the last two weeks, uh, Cody DeQuisto had said, he was talking a lot about hunting pressure, and he's like, you know, a lot of guys think when they get to a spot and they see another stand or a cam or another hunter that like, oh, well, now I'm never going to hunt. He's like, I'll still hunt there. <laughs> I'll just, I won't be right on top of the guy, but that means it's a good spot. So now right. it's just, now you have some competition. Yeah. And I've always never done that. I'm like, well, this is ruined now. Someone's here. He's like, that, you don't know if they're coming back, if they've been there yet, and so on and so forth. He's like, yeah. so don't, if you've done all that work to get to that spot that you think is really good, he's like, it probably is really good. And if someone else is thinking the same thing, there's a reason that that spot is looking like a good spot. Right. So I, I haven't heard anyone say that before. I don't know if you guys have heard that logic. Uh, I, it was interesting. His perspective it, was interesting. It still pays to go in there and check it out. I mean, mm-hmm. but be mindful and, Pay attention to what's in front of you because if you see, look for hunter sign. Yeah, look for hunter sign. If you see, we've seen trail cams right down the same trail. Yeah, pretty good chance he's in there. Maybe you want to go either to the west or the east or turn around. Yeah, maybe you got to drive a few minutes down the road and put in and (laughs) you know look at another part in that area. Yeah, yeah, that's just what you have to do. I think that's we were just talking about access for a property that you're hunting, so we'll have to uh, look at some maps if you can get off during the week. Yeah. Those are the kind of spots that are honestly like, on a Wednesday, yeah. right? Yep. Get in there, hunt that spot. But on the weekend, I would just say I'd probably steer clear of that because you're yep. you're going to end up getting frustrated, or they're going to end up getting frustrated. Yeah. So it's exactly. like in a high traffic time, I'd I'd just probably go the other way and find something else. But right it, it, during the week, to, yeah, heck yeah, get in there. You do get a call, so let's just uh, take a break here. Break it up a little bit. Hey, Johnny, thanks for calling in. your live on the OK's Hunter podcast. What's up, buddy? How you been? How, how you doing, guys? <laughs> doing well. We are all right. Johnny doing, doing well. Good, good. You, you hanging in there? 
thought I'd sport my uh, I I am. I'll say my back hurts like hell, but uh, it's getting better. We'll find out tomorrow what the what the deal is. So sure. I'm hoping for some good news so I can get back in the saddle. Yeah, no pain, no gain, right? Literally saddle or tree stand? <laughs> no, the saddle, man. All right. Screw that tree stand stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and your camera setup, I think it was you that shared some on social. That thing's a piece. That was an that was a pig of a setup. Well, it it is, but you know, hey, if you want to do a good job of capturing uh, somebody like Brian Austin, I guess you got to have the right shit in the tree. <laughs> it, it can you can you tell the audience kind of what you got going on with that? Because from a DIY self filming perspective, I mean that's quite the arsenal. Well, it's so I'm running a Sony A sixty six hundred. Okay. Uh, and I actually, I've been playing around with this thing for probably a good year now, at least, uh, it's mounted onto a small rig base that has some sliders on it. So what I'm able to do is run a small audio mixer that allows me to run a wireless mic which I can put on say Brian or whoever I'm, I'm out filming with, but yet still run my shotgun mic uh, up in the tree. So that's what some of the extra stuff is. And oh, so you're getting two audio I finally feeds. broke down. Oh, go ahead. So you're getting two real time audio feeds. So you don't got to worry about matching up audio to video later. That's I see. That's yeah, exactly. Impressive. So the, the a 6600 actually has two, two audio channels if you use the right setup. That's good to know because I have the A6000 uh, and there's no input for audio at all. <laughs> so even though there's a shotgun mic yeah, on exactly. there, I'm like, what the hell is the point of this? Like, <laughs> yep, ex- exactly. And that's part of the reason I went with the A6600. Um, and then I broke down and bought a, bought a five-inch monitor because you just can't see enough on the, off the the little screen it just on the back it, it just looks really robust and intimidating but the way you just described it it sounds manageable but it's a that's a lot of weight to be lugging out there on top of everything else you got going on it, it to be honest with you it really isn't that heavy i haven't weighed it uh myself but i mean hell i'm already carrying a a uh tree arm and you know, really last year, the only thing that I would have not had on here was the external monitor and I changed up the base so that it could mount things a little bit differently. And what I was able to do is create it so that it actually, I can tear it apart extremely easy to be able to pack into my pack. And, uh, yeah. And what about but rain? Hey, that's well, what we train for. <laughs> how are you? Yeah, shit, you guys are freaking crazy right? over there. How are you protecting it from like from <laughs> that, the elements? From the elements? If it's going to rain or well, something, you got like an umbrella on it or you, what? Well, I, I, I should. I've been lucky enough where it hasn't been in a downpour, but I can tell you last year I fell on a creek with it oh. and oh it survived. Nothing happened to the camera or the lens. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
and things, but no, obviously, yeah, it, that's probably something I need to, to think a little bit more about, um, nothing when like it a, comes to it. So nothing like a Sendex bag and a piece of uh, camel cloth to cover it up with. <laughs> well, I, I, I do have a, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, a rain cover for an old pack okay. that I oh, have yeah. that that's actually could go over the top of it that, to be honest, if it's big enough, I could actually pull it over the top of my head and I could fit right inside the damn thing. So, oh, nice. uh, so it, it, it works. It yeah, works. that'll do the job. But, in a pinch, you know? yeah. if, if, if a rainstorm creeps in on you, throw that over it. At least you're, at least it's not getting directly soaked. Yeah, you don't exactly. want that water there. It's a exactly. lot of money. Exactly. But I had to, I had to laugh about the, uh, the camera, you know, trail camera comments and stuff because i literally did i oh last year when i shot my buck i i was hunting in one spot and hadn't been seeing any deer and i'm like you know what hey within 10 minutes i can have everything torn down i can move another couple hundred yards and and get up in a spot that i had actually seen deer previously from far off uh found a tree, crawled up into it, ended up having the buck come along, shot it, you know, pass through deer runs away, get down, walk over by my arrow and the arrow is sticking right in front of the tree where the trail camera is. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I didn't see that there. And you should uh, let me know with your email you address to send the, the photos or something. Sounds like a good spot to hang a camera. Big uh, walking yeah. right by. <laughs> yeah. And and I should have left a note. I should have left a note, but I didn't. But uh, you know, after I watched the footage, if you watch the footage, the deer is actually standing directly in front of the trail camera when he gets shot. So Jeez. somebody's <laughs> somebody's got a very cool picture. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Or I tried to show up on like some trail cam website or something. Yeah. And photo of the month. Yeah, right. You know, and I'm surprised that's true. Either that or he was so pissed off that uh, <laughs> said, should have been hunting. Mm -hmm. Man, not going to do that anymore. Trail cams don't kill crazy, deer. People kill deer. You think about how crazy that is. My dad and I always talk about it up north. It's like to get a deer to walk by the tree that you're sitting in in giant woods. Yeah. But then to get a deer to walk by a tree that you're sitting in with a trail camera pointing right at it while you shoot it. <laughs> yeah. That's just wild. <laughs> that's yeah, very no cool. Right. That's a different. <laughs> yeah, that's different. What are the definitely odds? a different ball game there for sure. Well, John, thanks for calling in and thanks for for the love today on social and hopefully the shirt's comfy and it fits good and you, and you got some uh, people honking at you on your <laughs> with the new decal in the window. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely do. I actually had a guy mention something to me uh yesterday about it. Well, that's good to know. How about that? So, Was no. it Greg? <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't Greg. See? It wasn't Greg, because unfortunately I can't uh I can't drive yet. So I've got my kids and friends hauling me around and um I can't remember where we were, but anyway, That's he made guy. mention of it cool. and and stuff. But no, can't appreciate uh you guys enough for all you do for the hunting community and what you've done for us and uh, yeah, thanks well, I've, for having I haven't, me on. I haven't broke my back for you guys yet, but I, I feel like the longer I wait, the worse it's going to be. So it's making me not want to do it. <laughs> but I promise I will. I gotta well, get my shit together. You, the challenge is already out there. You guys know that yep. from Luke. Yeah. 
yep. he he pulled it off. So yes, we got to start getting everybody else out there. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Well, we got another caller behind you, John. I'm going to go ahead and uh, get to the next one here, but it's good to hear from you and, and hang in there, man. Yeah, get Thanks, better buddy. soon, buddy. Hey, we'll do. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. All right, See ya. All right so we got who's next? Dave Bechtel. What? Davey Poo. Hey, Dave, you're live on the OKS Hunter podcast. You got a buck over the weekend. How's it going? Hey, how we doing, guys? Hey, sweetness. <laughs> we're not as good as you. You hear, you how hear we about doing? hunts. Oh, we're doing all right. We're taking turns calling each other buckless hunters, but we can't call you that, my friend. Yeah. What would we call him instead of buckless? Uh, every B- every uh, blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. Yeah, oh. as they say, you know. <laughs> the sun I don't know shines up that. a dog's ass once in a while. <laughs> no, yep. man. You put your time in. That's for sure. Congratulations. By the way, yeah, I'm sure you guys. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm sure you guys with Chase Nation night, got it. Uh, got the story captured well. Any tidbits you can share with us here on the show? Ah, uh, <laughs> Sam has his work cut out for him. Um, Uh-oh. it was a very unique hunt. Okay. Um, no, the footage is good. The footage is really good. It was just, um, you know, every year for the last couple of years, either Steve Jeffrey or I have kind of said you know, with Sam, like between the three of us, whoever has like a buck pattern and thinks they can kill it on opening night, one of us will give up our sit. Sure. Um, last year, Steve was with Sam when he shot that drop time buck on opening night. And then I think Steve was going to be filming someone else. And I told Sam, I was like, well, um, the bucks that I've kind of been on have kind of went their own way for the time being. I said, I'll come film you. Um, so we did our scouting during the summer on that property that he's on. And, you know, it's a pretty unique setup where we got a pretty nice vantage point where we can kind of watch the deer. Um, and when we were out there, there's just a really nice eight pointer. And I have a, uh, a crush on eight pointers. (laughs) Like I just, there, there's a special place in my heart for eight pointers and, um, this one showed up and he actually had velvet hanging off of his rack. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I would shoot that thing in an instant. Is that what you're Sam was kind of like, Dave, is that when you were filming? Velvet? You know what? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. We, Sorry. We got footage of him, um, this summer with the velvet hanging off and with the velvet on. That's cool. And so you got you know, more for talking that. With Sam, uh, I was like, man, I don't know how you don't shoot that, but he's on some pretty special deer and he kind of, I think it was half-heartedly, but serious. He was like, well, if you're filming and he comes like shoot him. And I was like, well, I, I don't know. Okey I mean, it's dokey. opening night. <laughs> you don't have to twist my arm too hard. <laughs> Done. Deal. Go get him. <laughs> get him. Get him. You know, Sam's very, very gracious in that way where, where I do appreciate it. And he's like, well, if he gives a good opportunity and he's on film, he goes, take him." And, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, this isn't going to happen. But then he was kind of like, well, yeah, bring your bow. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> um, this, this, There's this the green could light. could get pretty green interesting. Light. And we, uh, my wife uh, was selling flowers at uh festival right here in north lake 
uh, that morning. So I didn't hunt. I helped her at the booth and then I flew out of there as soon as she sold out and I drove to meet Sam opening night and kind of joking. I was like, man, you know, we're going to see that eight pointer. And we've always <laughs> joked, like, wouldn't it be awesome to double up on film? Like you don't see that very often. That's kind of always been one of our goals to like shoot two bucks in one episode from the, from the tree. I just think that, would, I mean, it's hard enough to shoot one, but if you could get two and two good ones, like that would be really neat and capture it well. And, you know, that was kind of our goal, but the main goal was to capture uh, Sam, you know, shoot this big one he's after. And he's actually, he might be shooting it right now. He's out there hunting. Sure. Um, so, you know, we get out there and get all set. And I have the camera arm on my left because I think this is where our best opportunity for shots are. And it's a fourth arrow arm. So there's some flexibility, but not a ton. If you guys have ever used one of those. And the deer started all coming from our right, which was not ideal because I can't really move in the tree I'm in. I'm kind of stuck. And a couple little bucks funneled through and I was like, okay, this is not going to work out very well if this big buck comes in because I'm not going to be able to capture it. And he might uh, turn the bow on me if I screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> So after those bucks had kind of come through, I took the camera off the arm and I was just freehanding it and that was going pretty well. And then all of a sudden it was like, Sam, here's another buck. And it was another eight pointer. He was a little wider, but short timed. And I was like, well, that's not the one that I'm interested in. And then all of a sudden the one I like came like up the hill and like the lights glistening on its rack. And I'm like, Oh my God, like you That's gotta be kidding me. And he's like, Sam's like, which one's that? I'm like, it's the eight. <laughs> You're and like drooling. <laughs> Wipes drool from her face. It's the eight. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of like, I looked over at him. I'm like, I'm shaking so bad. I'm like, I'm sorry about the footage. Cause like, I'm excited, like shaking. Cause like, deer just kind of piling in and it's like whoa like, are you still freehanding it dave what's that were you still freehanding at that point yeah so um in the episode you might see a <laughs> section where it starts to go a little berserko <laughs> um, that's awesome <laughs> real emotion i, I do apologize shooter buck alert so, shooter buck alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when the camera starts going like a wall like uh that's when you know the big You know the camera right? guy's onto something before the, <laughs> before the hunter is. <laughs> well, that's funny. And so I'm like watching this buck and he's kind of looking at me and I'm kind of looking over at him and I'm like, no, we're not going to shoot it. It's opening night. And he's kind of like, well, do you think, should I shoot it? And I'm like, I, I've hunted with Sam enough and I've seen the deer he shot. Not He would be very happy with this buck with what he is pursuing. Um, I think he was smart in electing not to shoot this deer because if he shoots the one tonight, um, it's going to be pretty special. Like it's a heck of a deer and very large to say the least. So he, you know, he did not want to shoot it. So we're kind of like conversing back and forth and he's like, well, if you can get, 
the camera on the arm and get them in frame, shoot them. So I have the camera to my left or the camera arm to my left. And I'm like, my body is completely sitting sideways on the tree stand at this point. Like, so I can rest the camera on my lap and the deer is at about 28 yards right now. And I could shoot them. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, what, what the heck am I going to do? Is this real life? So I, I slowly start like rotating my body and at the same time reaching for the camera arm and I'm doing like the sit and reach so I can wrap the camera arm tight around the tree. And I finally get it, but the deer is gone and I'm like, what the hell? Well, the deer ended up coming closer. He was at about 20 yards, but he's in the buckthorn and Sam can see the deer. I can't. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what's happening? And then there's little bucks milling around. So there's, there's a lot probably, of eyes. Yeah, six or seven sets of eyes all around us. And if you try not to like screw everything up. And I finally get the camera arm wrapped around, slowly get it on there. But now I have the process of locating the deer again because it's pretty dense. And he's kind of like pointing and he's like, follow my finger and like I'm watching his finger and I'm trying to figure out where in the buckthorn this deer is and I can just see like patches of movement and I can't tell what's what because there's four bucks at this point all around us and I'm like I have no idea which one I'm looking at like it could be the little one could be the big one and then all of a sudden Sam's like the little one's coming out the big one's behind him so I kind of slowly creep up I grab my bow and from where I was standing, obviously the camera arm's at about my waist height and there's buckthorn everywhere. You can't see the deer at 28 yards quartering away um, in the viewfinder. I can see him clear as day. I could shoot him all day. And Sam's like, don't shoot unless you have um, a shot and make sure you have the shot on film. And I'm like, I can't shoot him. I can't shoot him. You know, I got buckthorn in the way you can't see him in the viewfinder so then the buck kind of slowly starts making his way away from us but then starts hooking back in and sam's like he's at 32 yards and so i quick adjust the camera make sure everything's in focus i zoom in a little bit more and i drew back and gave him the old mat and he threw his head up and put it right behind the shoulder and i i don't know why um Normally I aim right for the crease of the shoulder or directly on the shoulder. And like, I distinctly remember like aiming back behind the shoulder mm. and I shot and I heard the, boom, like it zipped through the diaphragm, zipped right through the deer and he bolted. And like, I was super excited, but as upon the release, I knew where I hit and I looked at Sam and I was like, I don't know why I did that. Like I literally aimed back and I hit where I was aiming. Like I, I don't know like what I was thinking if I just rushed it, but arrow zipped through it and we're like, okay, awesome. We have one of two down, like we're halfway to the double up. So we held tight and we saw a number of other deer and, you know, but the big one never showed. And like the whole time now I'm removing myself from Hunter back to cameraman 
Yeah, so your, your adrenaline's got to come down at that point. Tough. Your nerves are probably all jacked yeah. up. You want to track your deer. You want to validate that you got. Yeah, that's man. Yeah, so it it was not easy, and so like obviously I have the camera, so I'm like reviewing the footage, and on the viewfinder it's so small, so you can't really tell. So what I'll do is I'll play it, but then I'll record it off my phone, so then I can blow up my phone and do super slow motion on my phone to see exactly where the arrow hits. You got to get one of those screens that Johnny Dove has that he was just talking about. Yeah, on those monitors. There you go. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And so like in reviewing the footage, it's like, Oh my gosh, like I hit pretty far back. This isn't, this isn't necessarily ideal. Um, I didn't think I hit that far back, but based off the footage, it was like, gosh, like, this is getting to the point where it's a little iffy. So um, I've had some pretty bad experiences in the past when, you know, even when you think it is like a liver hit and you're like, well, you know, we gave them three hours. Uh, we're going to go in after them and get them. And in my experience, uh, I mean, every deer is different, but last year I shot one in Missouri and it was one lung livers and guts. And I think I was on the phone with Derek when the deer died. Yeah. And it took exactly four hours oh. for that deer to die with a lung, liver, and gut shot. I watched it die. I was getting ready to shoot it. Um, so, like, That's a from bad experiences, it was like, and we can't go for this deer. We can't go for this deer. And so we got down and crept up, and the arrows just caked in blood. And there's blood all around the arrow, and it's like, any other time I'd be like, yep, let's go get them. But after last year's experience, it's like, you know, the old saying, I think the juries were the ones that brought it up, like when in doubt back out. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's true. Like, I know it was warm, but it was going to get down in the fifties. So um, I, I struggled, but it was like, we need to get out of here. And like talking with Sam, I was like, we can't be out here. Like we got to Like, so we literally turned the Luminoc off and walked straight out of the woods and I didn't even go to his house to watch the footage. I'm like, I'm going to film you in the morning. Like I'm going to bed. Like I've been up all day. Like, let's just, I'll see you in the morning. Let's get a good night rest. Cause we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Um, so go home and I didn't sleep a lick like, <laughs> at all, but, but you know, luckily Sam was able to put it on the big screen with his computer and, slow it down and he sent me like frame by frame almost like the arrow penetrating and it's you know center body a little far back but not as bad as we thought so we were thinking potentially um back in the lungs liver and then guts but we didn't i didn't realize how hard the deer was quartering um i was just gonna see when that. you see the footage what's that good i was just gonna say that if that deer was quartering away kind of hard you stand a really good chance of, you know, on entry, yeah, you're probably back. But on the exit, you're probably right behind the front shoulder on the opposite side. So you might be okay. But I'll let you finish telling your story. Yeah, so you know, in watching it, I and it just it happened so slow but happened so fast because I'm running the camera and I'm running, grabbing my bow and trying to do everything. And I didn't realize that the deer was 
slightly quartering towards me, but upon the shot, he drops a little bit and he torques his body to, uh, so his shoulders are coming towards me. So when the arrow entered, it entered, um, probably four inches behind the shoulder, but exited one inch in front of the back leg. That's almost so like Greg's full body here, pass through <laughs> the famous full body yeah. pass through. Yeah. It wasn't like Greg, but um, <laughs> it is interesting though, that your arrow was so caked in blood. Yeah, I what, remember when you when you told me about it, you're like, dude, there's so much blood on it. Like I, I wonder what that arrow went through, that there was no guts on it. Usually, you know, when your arrow exits through the back end, in my experience, you're getting it kind of gets you're wiped get, clean almost. Yeah. But and if you it's don't find much if blood. it's low enough though, too, or high enough, you might be missing that gut. Well, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe did you? Well, I know when I got my deer, I hit that femoral artery, so it was mm-hmm. to the back, but high, and it was blood. It was blood city. It was like a freaking scene out of Dexter. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if you severed that or something on the way out. Maybe if it was higher, Could but it doesn't sound like it. Well, I can I can tell you, I definitely did not sever any arteries, hmm. um, because that deer would have died very quickly. And right. Right. four hours would indicate, yeah, so, I guess not. Yeah, so we get out there in the morning and we go to the arrow and I'm anticipating like based off of where the arrow was and the blood around the arrow, I'm anticipating like a nice blood trail, like a walking one where we're just going to be able to follow this. It's going to be good. And we're just going to, you know, deer's going to be laying after a bed two or three times. It'll just be dead. Well, long story short, there's no blood. literally we can't find anything beyond where the arrow is. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this isn't happening. Like no way. There was so much, like we have to be missing it. And so like I'm on my hands and knees and Sam's kind of circling. And then all of a sudden he goes, I got some. And it was two teeny drops on a log where he had jumped over. What a bloodhound. And I was like, okay, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, we know he was here. This was the direction. He's on a trail. Let's just slowly keep working it. Maybe he'll be bedded. And we did for about 30 minutes. And we're like, holy cow. Like, we can't find anything. Like, what's happening? So Steve Jeffrey was coming down because we anticipated he'd be dead pretty, like, quick track job. He was going to come down and take pictures. So... Um, we're like, you know what? We got to get Steve. We don't want to get other bodies in here, but we're going to have to get Steve in here. So, um, let's just walk and meet him. And Steve had parked down the road and there was a trail and like, like, let's just walk this trail down and, you know, maybe Steve will be coming up and then we can just jump back in here. And then, you know, we're walking and like, as we're walking, like the things that are going through my mind, like I lost this deer. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sell my bow. Um, <laughs> I've been there before. <laughs> We've all been there. I'm uh, like, I'm just going to like, I'm going to stop hunting. Like this sucks. Like, you know, it's like that, like you go from the highest to highest to lowest to lows and right. you know, so dramatic and it, it's just, man, we don't get I'm any of this in the bow. photos that were shared. I was like, right. look at you. All right. And then here's <laughs> the backstory. There's always a story. Right. It's always good. This is important. That's, that's, the, that's the false persona that social media puts out. Yeah. I had this great day. 
you don't know what I got to to get here. Yeah, the, the emotional roller coaster, yeah. the ups and downs, yeah. a sleepless night, which, by the way, I can sympathize with, but not for the same reasons. And as hunters, we love these animals. You yeah. Know, I can speak that wholeheartedly for the four of us that are conversing right now. We love these animals so much. Like, I feel like shit when I make a bad shot. We all do. Yep. And then, you know, to go through what you were going through, then it, I, I get why you felt the way you did. And Dave, before you finish your story here, I just like, I know what you were like feeling. Cause I've had the same thing. Like even when you make a shot, you think is decent. Like my natural instinct, I think most hunters is, is like you second guess the crap out of yourself unless you see the deer go down. So right. like, even if I put on a good shot, like I'm second guessing as Need soon that as that deer runs, I'm yep. like, Oh my God, like, I think I messed up. Like, I hope it's okay. And Dave, for you to go through that, like that night and then find the arrow with the blood and think that the next day it's going to be like this amazing blood trail and to have that like let down again like that is super tough yeah the interesting thing with these yeah. by the way not to i'll go on a small rabbit hole not terribly long because i want to hear the end of the story here but the we were, we went to well, the three of us went to vector custom shop and we had some pork with isaac yep and the arrows that those guys make there's so many case studies of people and anecdotes shooting deer with these heavy setups and these you know, high FOC that it goes to the deer and they don't act hit. So then the psychology of it is, did I even hit him? That's true. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's just to your point. Yeah. You hit it and you're like, what the f second guess? Yeah. Total second and, guess. And Dave's shooting a pretty well tuned. So. Yeah. What do you, well, yeah. Real quick, Dave, what are, what is your setup by the way? Uh, it's an Easton access, um, with a Magnus broadhead. The Magnus. Okay. And I have, I think 75 up front. It's a 125 head. Um, it's a pretty heavy arrow. I used to shoot some rockets. I mean, used to shoot I, I like speedy. <laughs> <laughs> Derek would always tell me, like, you know, those arrows are a little light. And I'm like, yeah, but look how fast they're going. Like, this is awesome. Like, I can shoot like 100 yards flat. This is cool. It's, um, it's cool for killing but, foam. <laughs> And, and yeah, you and I have exactly. had that conversation a ton. So, yeah, and it's it's just one of those things that you know I can. It's not the crazy heavy arrow, no, like, uh, like seven hundred grains. It's it's not super light. I should um, wait. You know, I I don't live in a black and white world. Really, it's more of that gray area, like yeah. a happy medium. Like it's Greg shoots his, enough, his body weight think, arrows. Come on. <laughs> Such a jackass. <laughs> Greg likes big arrows. Uh, right, Greg Dave, likes I got how you found your buck here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry. I'll let you finish the story here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so we're, like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm selling this thing. I'm going to take up chess. Like, I'm just going to do anything besides <laughs> this because I suck. Yes. It's a good show on and Netflix. Then we're, yeah, I don't even know how to play chess. It'd take me a month, like six years probably. <laughs> He's going Queen's Gambit, y'all. That's what it is, yeah. Queen's Gambit. Made chess cool again. All right, all right. <laughs> so we're we're walking down this trail to meet Steve and, you know, scouring. And I have my binoculars and I'm looking everywhere. And all of a sudden we're walking and Sam goes, there he is. And I look over and right off the trail he's laying. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's right there. I mean, if he wouldn't have been off that trail, truthfully, the the location that he was, um, 
we would have never found them. Um, if you had been five, even five feet, I would say in almost any direction, we would have never found that deer. Um, it was dumb luck, no blood. Um, I got lucky. I truly did. And this might sound really weird. Um, I was wearing my lucky underwear and I, I attribute God. that to it. Thank God. Now and that's a whole nother story. Here's but... the lucky underwear. Yeah, we drink all our scotch. I'm so happy you found that buck, man. Yeah, no kidding. Congrats. Congrats on a nice one. Beautiful. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a roller coaster ride. But I, I think the big thing, you know, comes back to just not pushing it um, because we had no blood, and I guarantee I would bet my life on it that if we would have went and looked that night that deer would have been bumped and we would have never found them. Right. So, I mean, it was kind of one of those things where I've made the mistake a couple of times. Like when, even when I told myself, like, don't do it, don't do it. And you're like, Oh no. Like that devil on your shoulders. Like, no, you're fine. Yeah. You're, you're fine. Yeah. Just that devil on my shoulders is pretty loud. Go figure it out. I want to, cause I, I want to know, I have like this problem of not being in the know of anything. I hate purgatory. I need to know. So I'm, I'm a pretty impatient yeah, fucker so- when it comes to that. That would be the, you know, the biggest thing I can, and, you know, Matt Hazel, he's like the king of that. And he almost, he says like, if you don't see it fall, he goes, just come back in the morning. Um, and Matt's a really good hunter. And, you know, in talking with Derek and I called Derek and I'm like, Hey, what do you think? And Derek's like, Nope, don't do it. And that's why, you know, immediately it's like, I'm not making this mistake again. I can't. So let's just come back in the morning i'm not going to sleep at all tonight and then uh we got lucky you know it's just one of those things everything fell into place and now i'm a full-time cameraman camera yeah are you hunting any other states or what because getting a deer an opening it's kind of like my wife would be <laughs> pretty thrilled with me she'd be like all right you're done i'm like shit i shouldn't have done that no more sleeping in the tree <laughs> well i have a lease with matt hazel and doc tucker down in missouri that I'm planning on going to probably sometime in November, the first week when I can try to escape school for a little bit. Um, I'll go down there for an extended weekend and see what I can do. Um, but I might be uh, calling Derek and Greg about going to Illinois here pretty quick oh because oh that's boy. a short drive. Oh boy, here we go. Fork up some dollars for that tag, huh? It is what it is. <laughs> Correct. It, it's, it's tail in between the legs. It is man. what it is. It is what it is, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to talk. Luckily, yep. Tyler's not listening, so yeah, I might just go what online and buy it right now. You boys need to scout very hard and put Kyla on a really nice buck and and put her on cloud nine when she shoots it, and then you you kind of you're, you're in the good graces again. Yeah, that gets you that green card to go for a little traveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think she'll have an opportunity and. You know, just it's going to come mid October to first week of November. I mean, yep. it's kind of nice. She's going to be hunting. It's that's when they're there. It's just a matter of time. So that's a good point. Cool. I got to start doing the dishes a lot around the house so I can <laughs> get out of here and get back out hunting. And don't give her any tune when she asks you to do something. You better hop to. <laughs> but but being the cameraman is kind of nice. It's like it's like uh you know when your team is out of the playoffs, you're like, well, I can still watch the playoffs now, but at least I'm not stressing about it. Yeah, you get to be part of the action, but you don't have that. Yeah, you're not as yeah. t- it's different. Yeah. Maybe that's not a good analogy yeah, because usually I, your team loses, I, but you've already you've already won. Truly, 
I truly enjoy being the cameraman and it is like, I don't know. People think it's like super easy. Like, you, you know, you know, you just put the camera up and hit record and, you know, self-filming. I told Derek and Greg, you know, the hardest part about self-filming sometimes is actually hitting record. And mm-hmm. as stupid as that sounds, um, I had that problem last year. I went in the, like, I'd see these bucks. I'd go into kill mode and like I'd blinders. I'd have two GoPro set up and a big Sony camera. I'd be ready to roll. And I wouldn't turn one on. I'd just get in the kill mode. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> it's exciting. But you know, when you're the cameraman, your, your trigger you is the record. Yeah. Is that red button? Yeah. You have to capture the experience in a way that a viewer is going to feel it and like feel like they were there, but then also you can't ruin the hunt. So <laughs> you have to be able to, because that's one thing that happens too, where the cameraman doesn't realize he's moving mm-hmm. and you can actually, you can blow up the whole hunt. So it's, it, it's not very easy. Um, you sit so you, there, but you I love it. Quiet. It's, it's very fun. You press the record button and you don't eat McDonald's the night before. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. Thanks for sharing the story with us. It's yeah. going to be fun for us to, to yeah, watch it I'm when you guys get it out it, there. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to nab some audio from this or something, if, if Sam ends up killing that big one tonight, that'd be kind of fun to lace over what you guys got going on. <laughs> I called it on the twenty yeah, first yeah. on the OKS Hunter podcast. Dave said he was shooting them. Yeah, that's that'd be right. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, congrats again, buddy. <laughs> Hell of a buck. Those pictures with uh, with your wife and baby Bree with your deer were were really epic that yep. you posted. So Priceless. congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Steve Jeffrey. Uh, He's very good with the with the camera, so I appreciated him making a drive down. And Eric Starr came down, and we ended up cutting the whole thing up right in the garage right away because it was so darn hot. It's like That's cool. we don't have time for anything. No, perfect. Like, we got to cut this deer up right now. You guys got a good crew to have people, yeah, showing yeah, up like man. that. I'd only be so lucky to have these guys yeah. come help me. <laughs> We'd be okay. Oh, yeah, Greg, okay. Greg's helped me. That's all right. So that's good stuff. <laughs> well, thanks you for calling in, man. Just- that's great. Yeah, no problem with you for having me on, and good luck, and I'm sure I'll talk to you guys soon. Awesome, right. man. Thanks, Look buddy. Have a good one. Tell Take the family care. hi. Yep, you too. See ya. All right, bye-bye. All right, well, I think that kind of wraps things up. A couple calls, shooting the shit. These guys are playing with the strop over here. <laughs> Derek's trying to brush his teeth with it. Those Ironwell broadheads are no joke. They look like, I've said this a couple of times, it looks like someone's going to get down on a knee and propose. Yeah. I mean, That's a shiny piece of metal in that case right gorgeous. there. Ain't much different than a shiny piece of metal you get down on a knee for. Almost as expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I proposed to my wife, honey, can I go hunting for this evening, please? <laughs> no joke. She'd be so pissed. She wants me to redo our proposal because I messed up it pretty bad on the first first go she said yes but it wasn't pretty well it must have been pretty enough no <laughs> no she likes to tell the story because it puts me on blast <laughs> <laughs> so that was the gift in and of itself nice that's all right <laughs> it's got like this did you tell her to thing. shut the hell up <laughs> yeah you did no I, she was sick here's the thing I had oh, I, I had big plans to, to I was communicating with the PR director of uh a big time musician who was coming to town. We had tickets for this concert. And so I was going to 
he was going to like help me propose in front of a huge live audience. And, uh, she showed up at my apartment at the time a week before that. And it was the first time her and the ring were in the same proximity of each other in the same place. Oh no! This is the kicker. <laughs> I don't like Valentine's day. I think it's bullshit. Still do. I don't, we don't do the Valentine's We don't do Valentine's day. I won't, I won't do it. Uh, so it was Valentine's day and we were like, no gifts. And I'm like, cool, no gifts. I'm uh, I'm about that life. I'm not. And I wasn't, I was like taken for face value. Cause I don't, I don't read between the lines. I know I'm supposed to, I don't like to do it. <laughs> so I didn't get a gift. She did. She made me, she, she made me a gift of a hundred photos of us with a hundred things she loved about me. I was like, you piece of shit. I was so pissed. Wow. He topped mine. (laughs) So what what did I do? I'm like, I can fucking trump that. I got a goddamn ring in the other room. Oh, watch this. Yeah, watch this. I go in the other room, and then suddenly the the ring, I'm wearing a hoodie. So like, I got this big fucking box in my hoodie pocket, right? Sure it was. And I'm like... Acting real you're weird, and she's woody. and she's sick. Yeah, so she's like not feeling good. She's like sick, right? So I sit down on the couch, and I was like, I didn't get you anything. I didn't get you anything. She's like, Yeah, what the fuck's going on? Why do you keep saying that? I was like, I didn't care. I didn't get anything. <laughs> and then she like, I'm like, I take out my pocket. I'm like, let's lay it out there. And she's like, What's this? She thought it was like a necklace or something. And then I, she's Did like, what, say, what are you what trying you to say? These apples. She's like, What are you trying to do? And I said, She's like, Are you asking me to marry you? And at this point, I blacked out. She's like, you're not even on a knee. Now, keep in mind, we were on my shitty couch. So I just <laughs> slouched, slithered down on the knee. And I was like, will you marry me? And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> she cried that night because it was the worst proposal ever. She's like, you need to do it again. I was like, what do you mean do it again? Let's ring it. What? This is bullshit. And I was like, and, and meanwhile, the PR person's like, so we good? I was like, no, we're not. It's done. <laughs> the, the deed has been done. So Man. it was, I'm telling you guys, it was not good. So yeah, if I were to do this, she'd not be happy with me. No, clearly oh. not. No, I love her dearly. And those hundred reasons were pretty legit. And I was just mad that she went up. So you tried to pull the ace out of the, out of the pocket and then. It was not good, man. I got real nervous. I think I like played some music somewhere in there. I'm pretty sure I blacked out. It wasn't good. <laughs> The whole thing was bad. I was about, I sweat through like three layers of freaking clothes in two seconds. I got real awkward. It's crazy. It smelled like that, onions, eh? Yeah. Crazy how that little. Round That's a lot of weight to carry around. Like, and But no one tells all. you like, what do you do? Do you take it out of the box? Well, then I feel like I'm going to lose it. But on all the commercials, they open the box. Well, the box is huge. So what do you, like, yeah, no I mean, one tells you this shit. You guys would be proud to know that I captured my proposal to Ashley on two different trail cameras. Shut nice the front work. door. So you were in your element. Yeah, that's what that, no, we that, were indoors. I set up indoors. <laughs> <laughs> you were testing. You're probably product. like, I'm well, just experimenting. Ashley's a photographer, right? So like, yeah. she loves the pictures. I was like, well, who the hell is going to take pictures of us? I can't have her take oh, pictures of us. So I was like, oh, I'll employ the old trail cameras. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Man. Well, to, for today, we all remain buckless, but uh, we'll buckless. see how it goes. Yeah. It's all right. And I will never pass. You know, he said he had a, Dave said he had a thing for eight pointers. I think I got a thing for seven pointers. I like a good seven. Lucky. That's yeah. a lucky buck right there. I'll take a lucky seven. Why not? That five pointer almost got it last year with you and me. It did. He just never actually why, closed no, the he, distance. He was, he was wise. Well, like the dough. He was pretty stupid, but he was wise enough. Yeah. Well, the dough saved his ass. So yeah, that's right. If any of my buddies are listening right now, they'll know that there's a six pointer that I've wanted more than any other deer oh, ever right. in my life. 
The big six. The big, the big six. six. It's a legend of the North. Bucks in That's six. Pretty cool. How about that? Hey guys, thanks for tuning in the show tonight. We're uh, we're gonna cut this thing. Yeah, we appreciate you. Don't forget your release. Take my little stickers there. Yeah, don't forget yeah, your don't release. Get your release. See you. It's okay See if you're buckless. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll all get there.